are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Now, if you turn to John 10, the Bible is a marvelous book. You read it, reread it, study it, study it again, memorize it, then go back and read it. And you see things that you had never seen before. That's the glory of the Bible. The Word of God, it's inexhaustible, it's indestructible. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. Now, in John 10, we have a very interesting passage. I've used it many times on the radio, but I want to use it again today and point out some things that I feel we need to see today as never, never, never before. All right. You know, sometimes the devil gets right straddling my neck, so to speak, and he said, Green, why don't you come on and settle down? And why don't you stop being so dogmatic and stubborn, hard-headed? Why don't you come on and uh, coexist? And why don't you come on and be tolerant and tolerate? And uh, why don't you come on and just be like other fellas? Now, let me say again, I know there are many men preaching God's Word just as faithfully as I am. But you know and I know there are many men who are denying the faith. Now, this passage that I'm going to read is a very enlightening passage. These words fell from the lips of the Son of God. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he put it forth, his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable, notice that, this is a parable. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Now then, this is not a parable. Then said Jesus unto them, see, the parable is over. Verse 6, verse 6 tells us that the preceding five verses is a parable, and we're going back to them in a moment. Verse 7, Then said Jesus unto them again. Now he's speaking directly to the disciples, and this is not a parable, my friend. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. Now notice, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now this is the last verse that I'll read. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now let me say this to anyone today who does not believe that the Bible is the Word of God. You do not believe that the Bible is a verbally inspired Holy Scriptures. And if you do not believe that this Bible, the 66 books of the authorized version of the Bible, if you don't believe that that's all the Bible, and that all 66 books are the Bible, then there's no need for you to listen to me today, because I, I can't help you, and what I'm going to say can't help you. Now, I say that in love. I don't say that with sarcasm or in a sarcastic way or a hateful way. If you don't believe that this Bible is the Word of God, and if you don't believe that this Bible is all there is of the Word of God. Now, I believe that. 
I believe that which is perfect has come. And I don't believe that anything can be added, and I don't believe that anything can be taken away. Now listen, you have a perfect right to believe what you want to believe. I'm not compromising with you. If you want to say, I don't believe the Word of God, that's your privilege. God said, Adam, don't eat the fruit. He ate it. That was his privilege. It's your privilege. I'm not dictating to you. I'm just saying, if you don't believe the Bible, then this message today won't help you. But if you believe the Bible, then I can help you. Now, to those of you who believe this is the Word of God, all the Word of God, all there is, then we'll study. Now, Jesus said, Verily I say to you. Now, he's talking to his disciples. He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth some of the way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, please, I beg you in the name of Jesus, take this in the spirit that I'm giving it. There are many, many great religions on the face of this earth, but there's only one door to heaven. Only one. Now, please don't misunderstand my statement. I said there are many, many great religions on this earth. But I said there's only one door to heaven. Listen, no man, no man, there have been great men. Let me name a few. Dwight L. Moody. He never said, I am the door to heaven. Billy Sunday. He never said, I am the door to heaven. Spurgeon, that giant from London. I had the privilege of visiting the ruins of Spurgeon's tabernacle. The Nazis bombed it, you know. The top floor burned, but they're still meeting in the basement. And I had the privilege of visiting that uh, place where that great giant stood and preached. And I had the privilege of standing behind the sacred desk that Spurgeon used. Now, Spurgeon never did say, I am the door of the sheepfold. Never did. No man, there is not a man, there is not a founder of religion on the face of this earth that has ever written a letter to his people and said, I am the door to heaven. Not a one. Not a one. I don't believe you can find one. Now, Jesus said, I am the door. Verse 9, I am the door. All right, he said, now, if you climb up some other way, you're a thief and a robber. Beloved, may I have your undivided attention, knowing the helplessness of man, knowing that man could not and man would not save himself. He could not, and he would not if he could. God Almighty provided total, and God provided finished salvation, a free gift. Now, let me show you what I mean. If you could begin today, and I mean this, I'm not sarcastic, I'm trying to help you. If you could stop all of the sinning that you're doing, stop everything that you're doing, I don't care what it is, it makes no difference how ungodly it is or how minor it is, if you could stop everything and live perfection from this minute until you die, you wouldn't go to heaven. You'd go straight to hell. Now, I'm going to say something next that some of you are going to have a hard time believing, and it's going to be hard for you to swallow. But now, don't turn the radio off, because I have a verse right here that I'm going to prove what I'm going to say. If you could begin today and keep all ten of the commandments perfectly and never break one of them. Begin with the first and memorize them. The ten commandments, if you could begin today, and if you could keep all ten of them perfectly and never break the least one, never in any minute detail break any one of the commandments, if you could begin right now and keep them perfectly until you die, you'd go straight to hell. Now, I'm going to say more than that. If the day you were born, you had started keeping the Ten Commandments, 
And from the day you were born until the day you die, you had kept all ten of them perfectly, you'd go straight to hell when you die. Now, that's hard to take, isn't it, huh? But here it is. Here it is. Listen. Listen. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall be no flesh justified. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds or the doing of the law. Now, I read that in Romans 3.20. Put that down. Romans 3.20 and Romans 3.28. Dear friend, dear friend, I beg you to listen, and I beg you not to cut the radio off, because these are the words of Jesus, not Oliver Green. He that climbeth up some other way the same as a thief and a robber. Now, if you're trying to get to heaven, living by the commandments, you're a thief, you're a robber. But I'm going a step further. There are many today whose religion is the golden rule. Hear me, please, and please listen until I'm through before you judge me. What is the golden rule? It's found in the Sermon on the Mount. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, that's not quoting it, but that's the way we hear it today. In other words, as you would that men do unto you, do ye also unto them. In other words, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, that's the golden rule. And somebody says, Mr. Green, if I treat my fellow man, exactly like I'd want them to treat me, and if I live every day of my life by the golden rule, where will I go? Straight to the pit, my friend. Straight to the pit. That's the only place you can go. You won't go to heaven. Now, why do I say that? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, did you hear that? That's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. By grace, through faith, not works, not yourself, the gift of God. Now, we're not work, we're not saved by works. Listen, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He hath saved us. He saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Titus 3, 5. He saves us. Now, it's wonderful to try to live by the golden rule. But be careful when you tell me that you've lived by the golden rule. You've treated everybody exactly like you'd want everybody to treat you. Now, my friend, that's saying a mouthful. That's some statement. But even if you did, you'd still drop in the pit. Now, that's hard. But wait, let's go a little bit further. You say, Brother Green. If I join some good church, a good Baptist church, a good Methodist church, a good Presbyterian church, a good Pentecostal holiness church, or a Pentecostal church, uh, Brother Green, if I join some good church, and if I'm immersed in water, and I faithfully attend Sunday school, and faithfully attend church, and faithfully give my money, and faithfully pray each day, and if I faithfully do the very best I can, Brother Green... Do you mean to tell me that I'd go to hell if I did that? Beloved, I don't want to tell you that. I don't want to tell you that. But I must let the Bible tell you that. Isaiah 64, 6, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Isaiah 64, 6. Now listen. Joining the church is good. Being baptized is right. Giving your money to the church is wonderful. Reading the Bible is honorable. Praying is certainly an honorable act. Heaven knows it's wonderful, and it's honorable, and it's right. Men ought always to pray, yes. But you hear me now. 
those things don't save you. You say, prayer doesn't save me? Listen, the heathen pray. The heathen pray and cut themselves with stones and pray and pray and pray. I stood on a Chichichescanango in uh, Central America right on the top of a high mountain at Chichi, and I saw those precious Indians burning incense, and they had a giant stone god. And they'd burned so much incense around that god, it was as black as the soot in your chimney. They had burned so much incense and so much smoke had engulfed that stone god. It was just as black as soot. And I saw them on their knees, down on their knees, burning incense, uh, burning incense and uh, slinging the censer, chanting their prayers all day long. Pray, 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 pray. Are they saved? No. No, they're not saved. Now, why do I say that? There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No other name. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man, no man. The Indian, the white man. The Indian, the cultured man. The university president, the heathen. The white, the colored, the rich, the poor, the wise, the unwise, the bond, the free. The educated, the uneducated. Dear friend, no man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now then, it makes no difference what you do, how you live, what you give, what you are. In the sight of God, you are a thief and a robber if you're trying to get to heaven on those things. Now listen, God knowing the total depravity of man, God knowing that man could not save himself and man would not if he could. That's right. No man has ever allowed God to dictate to him until King Jesus sits on the throne of his heart. Adam, don't eat the fruit. He ate it. Noah, build an ark, uh, build an altar when you get out of the ark and live right. He got drunk. Abraham, get out and go. You know what Abraham did? He lied about his precious wife to the king. He said, she's my sister. In a sense, she was. But she was also his wife. Now, I could go on down the line. Listen, dear friend. Man has always rebelled against God. Man is not willing for God to tell him what to do and what not to do. Man is totally depraved. He is hopelessly lost, and he is hopelessly hell-bound unless somebody bigger than man does something for him. Now, that's where Jesus comes in. Please, I beg you, don't rob Jesus. Don't stick a gun in the side of Jesus and rob him of his precious blood and the salvation he bought with his precious blood. Now, listen. He said, Disciples, anyone that tries to get up any other way is a thief and a robber. Now he said, Verily, verily, I send you, I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be S-A-V-E-D. Didn't say he'll join the church. Didn't say he'll get baptized. Didn't say he'll live right said he'll be saved. He'll be saved. And shall go in and out and find the pasture. That is, I don't put him in a fence and lock the gate and throw the key away. Now, wait a minute. Hold it just a minute there. Wait one second, friend. Don't jump at any conclusions. Jesus said, I am the door. Now, I don't put him behind the door and lock it and throw the key away. I'm the door. If he'll enter the door, then he may enter and he may go in and out and find pasture. Now, what's a pasture for? A pasture 
is where the sheep, the cattle, eat, graze, drink good fresh water, get exercise, lie in the sun. A pasture is a free range of the sheep and the cattle. Now, God didn't say, I'll fence you in, throw the key away. Jesus said, I am the door. Now, if you'll enter by me, you'll be free. You'll be my free child, my son. You can come in my house, but I won't lock you up in a closet. You can come in and go out. In other words, you have liberty. Now, that doesn't mean you have liberty to commit sin, follow the devil. No, sir, I'm not preaching that junk, and it is junk. The grace of God that brings salvation teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live a sober, righteous, and a godly life in this present world. Read Titus 2, 11, 12, and 13. Please read it. I'm not teaching a license to sin. The Bible doesn't teach it. But I'm not teaching religious bondage either. Thank God if the Son of God shall set you free, you're free, hallelujah. You're free indeed. But listen, if you're trying to get to heaven through your good works, and your good living, and your church membership, and your baptism, you're a thief and you're a robber. Jesus is the door. Now, the only way in the world to enter is to hear his invitation. Come unto me, and I will in no wise cast you out. The Spirit and the bride say, Come, let him that is thirsty come and drink freely of the water of life. The only way to get inside the door is to step in. When Jesus says, Come, you come. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.